to help support this podcast and get exclusive bonus content and rewards, make a monthly pledge at patreon.com slash universe box. And, and remember, remember to, to think, think outside. outside. Tonight on Universe Box, we review The Good Place, Cumberbatch joins Infinity War, and Minecraft, the novel? This is Universe Box. Box for September 27th, 2016. September 27th, 2016. Gee golly. Why, that is a Tuesday. It is a Tuesday. This is our Tuesday show. Tuesday. And luckily, we are joined, as always, on our Tuesday show by the chat over at Live universebox.com uh, we want to say hi to Van Rockenberg and Angel T and uh, Night RAF and uh, anyone else who happens to pop in there you can h- pop in 10pm EST live.universebox.com we'd love to have you we would uh, for big sure. puppy hearts now normally we uh, kind of we banter we do banter we are not bantering today just because we, we got some progress on something we wanted to let you guys know things about things happened we we are now an official iTunes podcast. We're up on iTunes, and you know the first couple of weeks of a podcast being on iTunes are super important for discoverability. Absolutely. If you can, even if you don't use iTunes, if you can download it, go over, subscribe to the podcast, leave a review, even if it's a bad review, we don't care. We don't. Uh, a review is a review. That would be very handy. Just search for Universe Box on iTunes, or go to universebox.com. It's linked right on the front page. And look and, for the yellow and blue logo. Yes, I, I, I was was going to say if you're a fan of the old Universe Box show, we've preserved that feed as Universe Box Classic, uh, which you can subscribe to as well. And any patron hangouts or any specials we'll or anything will come out on that feed too. But and I would like to recommend the politics episode of Universe Box Classic because you know tis the season. De- definitely tits the politics season. We mm-hmm. made the no politics promise, which we're going to hold to in I Universe Box here. I suggesting a past episode. And uh, let's see here. I, uh, yeah, I, and Michael, I guess, uh, in the chat room showed up because we mentioned our Lost show. It's like we summoned him. <laughs> we mentioned Lost in the chat room and suddenly and Michael, Michael Lucero appeared. Shows He's up. like Beetlejuice. He is like Beetlejuice. I love it. You say his name three times and he goes... <laughs> and it, it, it's good. It's definitely good. Okay, so you know what? What? Enough, enough dilly-dallying, Anne-Marie. Okey-dokey. I'm tired of you wasting everybody's time when we're supposed to be talking about stories. Okay. Right now, we're looking into the world of television and serialized streaming storytelling <laughs> in Televisionary. With the new series... Wait, first... <laughs> Premier Week ratings. That's what we're going to talk about first. See, there's still bumps in the road. With new series debuting on most of the network channels last week, there were some clear winners and some clear losers. NBC's This Is Us won the week, debuting at a 2.8 demo, with Bulls, Speechless, Designated Survivor, Kevin Can Wait, and The Good Place, all starting at 2.0 or above. Fox's Pitch and ABC's Notorious were no match for Thursday Night Football, though, bringing in some meager numbers. Who is Kevin and why can he wait? Um, Kevin, oh, oh, shoot. I, see, I didn't know you were going to ask me quizzes. Well, it's okay. You Kevin don't have to look it up. You don't have to look it up. Let's just talk about the ratings. wait. No, don't look it up, Anne-Marie. This is Anne-Marie Googling things. Okay, so it never fails. <laughs> I tell myself I'm going to cut back on how much TV I watch. And then there are all sorts of new shows that I want to watch. <laughs> So I am completely on the This Is Us bandwagon. You may have heard mm-hmm. me talk about it. Oh, everywhere. Um, the cast is amazing. The characters are phenomenal. And you will cry. 
deal with it. Come armed with tissues. Um, <laughs> it's actually on right now. Um, they make you want to know what is going on and what's going to happen within minutes of meeting them. So get caught up on uh, This Is Us, but not right now. Not right now. Because you're watching the show. Totally. Um, and while I didn't watch, I am quite surprised that Notorious <laughs> did as bad as it did because it was sandwich- sandwiched in the middle of Sandraland. Mm-hmm. So it had Grey's Anatomy as its lead-in, which is like, and then it's followed up by How to Get Away with Murder. The problem is it's replacing Scandal for this fall, and mm. it probably is not so scandalous. It's not scandal-worthy? Scandalous. <laughs> College throwback. Okay, as for me, I you know, the only premiere I've seen so far is The Good Place, but I... Ri- no, wait, spoilers. Uh, you're going to hear more about that later. Uh, but it seems like NBC's This Is Us is the big winner here, mm-hmm. uh, for, both for NBC and for uh, the new TV season mm-hmm. at large. Uh, but the, the interesting thing that NBC is doing this year is they have a lot of shows coming in mid, starting mid-season. Mm-hmm. They, uh, you, they have a lot of mid-season replacements lined up that were going to be like... they we're going to be front loaded in the season and they, they kind of moved them back to come in uh, the winter. There's a lot of that. Um, yeah. There's the Oz show they're doing. There's yeah. uh, the DC comic sitcom powerless, which I'm kind of interested in. Right. And um, like I said, there's a lot of older shows that are coming mid season <clears throat> that aren't always a mid season, like scandals pushed back uh-huh. because of a pregnancy. Um, Grimm is pushed back to mid season. I don't know why I'm going to assume a pregnancy because that's what <laughs> happens. Um, and then all my CW shows are pushed back to the mid-season. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it may, I think they're trying a new thing. Yeah. I think that's really like we're leaning towards... They're rejiggering. They're rejiggering things. Yeah, but, uh, you know, considering all of that, you know, This Is Us is the clear winner right now, but who knows how long that will last. As long as I can let it. Uh, as long as you can, uh, as long as I decide, you go around all the Nielsen houses and, and flip the Excuse boxes me. over to This Is Us. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> yeah, nice. Okay, yes. Over in the chat room, Angel T says she still needs to watch the Bull premiere. You know, and I heard good things about that one. So I just there's only so many hours in the day, people. You know what? I don't need to watch what the new Lethal Weapon series no. or the new MacGyver series. No, I'm quite happy not watching. There either is of a those. point where we have to stop the reboots, people. There is. There's there is. a point, and that might be it. In talking about the reboots, that, and that point is now. Amory, what's up next? Next, we have Good Girls Revolt coming to Amazon Prime. The pilot for Good Girls Revolt streamed in Amazon or on Amazon in late 2015 and is now going to full series starting October 28. The 70s drama follows as women try to invade the male-dominated news world through determination mm-hmm. and legal action. Now, it's interesting that they say that the pilot uh, aired on Amazon because yeah. I don't remember seeing the pilot. Um, Amazon, what I've noticed it does, it batch releases pilots mm-hmm. to see what sh- what gets watched before they decide to put something to series. Yeah. Um, I... I think they do it a couple times a year. Yeah, they just did it with uh, The Tick and a couple other series. I, I, uh, the Tick and a Jean-Claude Van Damme mockumentary. I nice. Think. <laughs> so. um, I remember watching one maybe a year ago with Christina Ricci in it, and it was mm-hmm. really good, and then it disappeared. And I was like, nothing. well, that makes me sad. So it, what did you think of uh, this story, this Good Girls revo- Revolt? I, I mean, I'm all about it because I like anything that takes place other than now. 
a period piece, if you will, if you consider the 70s period. I didn't live there. Mm -hmm. So, yes, it is. Yeah, this very um, much reminds me of the CBS series uh, Swing Town, which we first yes! saw Lana Priya on. We didn't know we saw Lana Priya on it, but we did see her there. We loved it, and we watched it, and then there was no more. Um, <laughs> hopefully it doesn't happen to this, too. So, I just, I love watching other times and I am all about some girl power, so sign me up for a binge watch. I am there. Excellent, excellent. You know, as for me, I, I, I thought it was interesting. Um, <clears throat> it seems almost like a, a reverse Mad Men where it was all about... Uh, Mad Men was all about sort of like these hyper-masculine people being hyper-masculine in the hyper-masculine mm -hmm. 50s and 60s, uh, where this is more hyper-feminine people being hyper-feminine uh, in uh, the hyper-masculine 70s. Right. Uh, so, you know, it's kind of an interesting take on it. It does seem uh, to me, it seemed a little more sexed up than I thought it would be because since it's a story about women sort of coming to power uh, in a professional environment, because uh, you, you wouldn't think that a lot of sexy stuff would be involved in that, you know? You can't get a show made now without the sexy stuff. Yeah, I guess that's true. I, I, I just felt like with the aim of the, the thematic aim of the series, it might be sending the wrong message. It might be, but it's also using their power. Like, it's it's a dominance mm -hmm. thing. That's what, That's the way it was portrayed in the trailer a little bit. Yeah, but I mean, I, I'll definitely check out the pilot because I, I love stories about the press and, uh, you know, it, it looks pretty good. You know, yeah. and I, I'm not against the sexy stuff. I'm just saying that <laughs> it might go counter to their message. Uh, over in the chat room, uh, let's see here. I guess the tick just got picked up to series, Bobby says. Uh, and Van Rockenberg uh, just wants a McGruber show. And uh, Bobby says they're writing McGruber 2. As we speak, Angel T also suggests to you that if you like period TV shows, which I do, Bomb Girls on Netflix. It takes takes place during World War II and focuses on women who work in music munitions. So, okay. like, uh, ammunitions factory. Like, I like it. Like Rosie the Riveter. Yeah, I'm in. Cool, cool. I'm glad. I'm glad we're all good on that Great. because you know Great. what? More TV to watch. You know what? What you can do before you watch that TV? What? Grab your popcorn. Okay. Find your seat. Alrighty. We're opening up the curtain on Cinematic. All right, first up on Cinematters, Batman, the solo na, na, movie. No, 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 Batfleck. Is about 18 months out, kind of. The Batman solo movie created by Ben Affleck's bare hands, because he's doing everything, is set <laughs> to start filming sometime in 2018. So we're about 18 months out from filming. Mm -hmm. While it's been speculated that it would be replete, <laughs> Released then, it is far more likely that it will have a June 2019th debut based on the current DCEU schedule and to ensure that it's not a rush job. Plus, Deathstroke will be in it, played by Joe from Pee-wee's Big Holiday. I did not write that line. Yeah, well, well Joe, <laughs> Joe from Pee-wee's Big Holiday is the main villain. Oh, okay. So. Got it. I didn't speak that. You don't know uh, Pee-wee's Big Holiday? Uh, no, because I don't like Pee-wee. I like to miss Mr. Boo. Van Dahl. But you like Batman, right? I love Batfleck. Okay, so I am fully committed to this DCEU shenanigans. This is not something I ever expected myself to say. I still can't believe that I actually say this. However, I do love me some Batfleck, and we'll see every last one of these movies, and really might as well get myself a Batfleck fangirl t-shirt. <laughs> I love Batfleck. Me too. I, love I need a Batgirl or Batfleck fangirl t-shirt too. I, I need a back, Batgirl fanfleck 
t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, no, but uh, it feels almost like we hear uh, about more forward momentum on this movie every couple weeks. I, I, and don't get me wrong, I'm loving it. I am hoping that Deathstroke, uh, Joe from mm-hmm. Pee-wee's Big Holiday, uh, won't be the only villain because rumors were that the film was going to be Batman locked in Arkham and taking on a lot of the yes. rogues, like trapped in Arkham with the rogues, mm. which is a really cool premise. Uh, but, you know, as long as it's not the uh, an adaptation of, uh, I, I consider it a lame uh, storyline under the Red Hood where Jason Todd comes back and becomes the Red Hood and stuff. Not a big fan. A lot of people have been clamoring for it. I hope they don't do it. I, I, I do feel that with uh, the Man of Steel 2 announcement from a couple weeks ago and the Harley Quinn solo film that are both not on the schedule yet, DC's no. going to be uh, rearranging their whole schedule. They very, have very soon. to. They have to. It's insane. Definitely. Let's see. Over here in the chat room, uh, Angel T says, it's cool that they're using Deathstroke, though I know him better as, as Slade from Teen Titans. And uh, let's see here. More uh, suggested TV shows for me. Yeah, more like uh, uh, retro shows. Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell from M. Lucero. And Bobby says Pee-wee is awesome. No. No, he's not. Yes, he is. No. Next up, Doctor Strange in Infinity War. So we're jumping from DC to Marvel. Infinity War is... It's set- a comic book uh, cinematics today. It, sorry, I tried. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Infinity War is set to bring together all of the Marvel characters that we've seen thus far. Though until now, there hasn't been any confirmation on Doctor Strange. However, Benedict Cumberbatch recently told Empire that it has been tough synchronizing schedules with Robert Downey Jr., Chris Hemsworth, and more while trying to film confirming that he will at least be making an appearance in the movie. So, Anne-Marie, what do you think about this news? Okay, first of all, I have issues because Benedict Cumberbatch is one of those very specific-looking actors. Mm -hmm. He will always be smart-ass Sherlock. Sorry, that's... I... I'm sorry. I mean, I'll probably see Doctor Strange just because it's Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. But I just... He's Sherlock, not a superhero. Mm-hmm. So I don't really care if he's like, I'm, I have no desire to see infinity war. That's However, fair. Chris Hemsworth. So do you think if, if he's good <laughs> in, in Dr. Strange, you might change your mind? Possibly, possibly. That's so, fair. Because I did like the trailer, mm-hmm. the uh, Comic-Con trailer for Dr. Strange. I still haven't seen it actually. How have you uh, not seen it? Cause I haven't like, watched it. Uh, but you know, about it. you know, I, I, I feel like, uh, you know, even if you do like Doctor Strange, you might not like Infinity War because, you know, first of all, disclosure, I'm not a big uh, MCU fan. That being said, this movie is starting to seem pretty crowded for a mainstream film. I mean, I know it's called Infinity War and everything, but that doesn't mean you have to have an infinite amount of people in the war. Right. Uh, You know, uh, comics do uh, this kind of story a lot better since readers are more familiar with the characters. Uh, Uh But... So if you know them, all 40 characters appearing on one panel can be exciting. You're like, oh, look, there's the Justice Society and All-Star Squadron teaming up. But if you don't have all that history behind it and all that knowledge behind it, it's going to feel like a lot of noise, I think. Uh, You know, having... Because, I mean, I think they have, like, 20 characters so far confirmed for this movie. Well, or this th- series of movies. And the thing is, they're all pretty big-name actors. Like, what is the budget for this shenanigans? A lot. Infinity. <laughs> An know? infinity budget. And the problem is it's going to make tons of money. Yeah, and I just really hope it doesn't delay Sherlock anymore. Well, they actually they released some titles for Sherlock, too, this week. That's so. good. That's good. Hopefully that's still moving. And uh, Bobby in the chat room thinks Cumberbatch is overrated. <gasps> uh 
And uh, Angel T doesn't agree with the casting for Doctor Strange, but is willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. That's fair. So cool. All right. So before we uh, move on to our next segment, we wanted to tell you a little bit about our Patreon, which is a great way to help support the show and support us in our efforts and what we do. Totes. You can run over there. All you have to do, go to patreon.com slash universe box, and you can donate a small amount or a large amount if you want to every month, uh, mm-hmm. anywhere from $1 to $25. For $25, we, you will be a guest on this show. You'll be a guest on this show with us. Yep. We, which You'll is get a, to help pick the article. A fun bonus, uh, but it's not our only bonus by any no. stretch. We have stretch goals, like if we uh, get reach certain support levels, we'll do extra stuff. Oh yeah, we're gonna do uh, like a web series, like a not a web series, a course, a course on, on, on podcasting, podcast. uh, things like that. But the most important one is the five dollar star patrons club. The five dollar star patrons club. It, it's for anyone who donates five dollars or more a month uh, to our Patreon, and one will read your name on the. Show show on every show we do in that month two you get to make out with benedict cumberbatch Will you stop with the promises never. you cannot keep never but uh the the list of people making out with benedict uh this month are becca baca angel kelsey holly mac 79 monica jones sage of earth harry seidler timothy peters robert cattiller and hope molinax you guys get a takedown order from cumberbatch's people never and these guys are all going to really enjoy making out with cumberbatch sure if you want to make out with cumberbatch go join the five dollar star patrons club at patreon.com slash universe box and, and to remember, remember to, to think, think outside. outside okay so now you know comics novels dr seuss as long as you can read it we've indexed it and shoved it in a folder let's crack open the bibliophile <laughs> so minecraft the book World War Z author Max Brooks is teaming up with Mojang to take Minecraft from your computer screen to the page in Minecraft The Island. The book looks to... The Island, is that a lost reference? Another one? (laughs) Uh, The book looks to follow the protagonist, dare I say, Minecraft Steve, on a venture to survive against the odds. Look for a movie based on the the book from the franchise to be released least in 2019 as well yeah and this comes to us from entertainment weekly by the way if you want links to any of these stories universebox.com is where we keep the show notes uh, right. Anne marie what are your thoughts on the minecraft novel let the franchise fatigue begin <laughs> okay so i hear about minecraft on a daily if not hourly basis from my children and their youtuber <clears throat> friends and i'm kind of over it but i know that this book is going to be a huge seller especially if it's marketed towards previously mentioned children and mm-hmm. that that movie, forget about it. If they can turn Angry Birds into a movie, it was only a matter of time before Minecraft was. Yeah, very true. Very true. I, mm-hmm. Just real quick from the chat room, uh, Angel T says, uh, no thanks, I'll just have my name read. That's enough for me. She doesn't want to make <laughs> out with Cumberbatch. And then Van Rockenberg says, now all the Cumberbitches will join the show. Excellent. Give Definitely. us your money, Cumberbitches. Okay, uh, so <laughs> I, I, I was pretty surprised, actually, uh, when, when I saw the story in the doc. They, they landed Max Brooks for this uh, from World War Z. He's also Mel Brooks's son. Uh, but he, he's he's a pretty big writer, at least a big critical acclaim and everything. Interesting. Uh, between this, the Minecraft movie being written and directed by It's Always Sunny's uh, Rob uh, 
Mickelhaney, I think it's how, how it's pronounced, and the Minecraft Story Mode game from Telltale, Telltale uh, yes. Games, uh, which stars Patton Oswalt. Oh, I didn't realize uh, that. Mojang has certainly uh, shown they have a lot of clout in all the standard entertainment venues here. They're they're hitting all sectors. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I may not uh, pick this puppy up, but based on the author and the fact that they compare it to Robert, Robinson Crusoe, in the uh, article, I'll at least have to read the sample chapter. Um, over in the chat room, Knight RAF says, hopefully it's not as terrifyingly bad as Angry Birds. Seriously, it, it took us at least one pitcher of beer to get through that. Yes, definitely. Mm -hmm. Not the least of re which uh, reason why was because of the music. The music in Angry Birds oh, was awful. Oh, so bad. But you know anyway, what? We're, we're not we're, talking Angry Birds. Yeah, we're, we're going to clear all that out of your head. So throw on your headphones and warm up your pipes. We're going to make sure your modern music knowledge is in tune. So Bob Dylan plots a massive 36-disc set. Bob of Dylan. Of 1966 live recordings. 66 live recordings. Okay, so he's in the process of organizing 36-disc set from the spring the of 1966 with recordings from soundboards and studios to audience tapes. We will get a glimpse of what it was like to see Bob Dylan in concert in the 60s. Bob Dylan in concert in the 60s. Yeah. So, I have thoughts. It's mm -hmm. cool to get a glimpse in the past. Um, while I'm not like a you know diehard Bob Dylan fan, that it's really cool because you don't get as much live recordings. Like now, everybody yeah. does a live album at one point or another, you know, if they do that type of thing. Um, but it would be neat to hear that because you get those things that you only get in live performance in concerts. You get the uh -huh. the chats. You get the you hear the crowd and you get all that. Um, you however, get the crowd. It does seem a little excessive that it needs to be a 36-disc set. Just, it's just, a lot of music. That's a lot of music. And wouldn't they all be pretty much the same since the recordings were all All from one tour? Two months. Yeah. Two months. It's like April and May of 1966. Like, cool. Did you ever do another concert? Uh, <laughs> did nobody ever record anything else? Mm. Or were these just really, really good? And well, you have to sit there for the four The thing days. about Bob Dylan, though, is that he, he kind of grew up I, on the the folk classics and the the jazzy bluesy classics, so yeah. he probably he probably even back in those days he probably knew a hundred songs off the top of his head. If he played twenty or thirty minute sets or an hour set, even mm -hmm. you know they that there'd be plenty of variety. He'd probably play you know blowing in the wind, and then he'd play you know a bunch of other stuff from you know all sorts of like Woody Guthrie and that sort yeah. of thing. But I, I like this story just because I love uh, that the article mentions that they use a lot of audience recordings, mm -hmm. a lot of literal bootlegs where people will put a tape recorder in their bootleg uh, to record the concert. Uh, do people uh, still even bootleg concerts with decent sound quality anymore? No, they stream them live on like Facebook. Yeah, they record <laughs> like those crappy cell phone videos and yeah. everything. Uh, but does anybody still take the time to adjust levels and use a decent mic? I, I know back, because I used to be really big into the uh, Bare Naked Ladies bootleg scene. Uh, yeah, back in the day, and people would take mini disc recorders, hook up a decent mic to it, do a lot of uh, you know mixing after the fact. It, it, they took a lot of pride in it. Okay, I don't think people do that nearly as much now because, as previously stated, everyone puts out a live album <laughs> at one point or another. 
Mm-hmm. So yeah. there's not as much of a need to bootleg it. But you know, one of the reasons I, I always liked bootlegs is because you you hear all these little variations on songs that you think you know. Like either the the lyrics will be a little different, they'll throw an extra half verse in, or just the way they perform it will be different. And there's you can listen to like Bare Naked Ladies falling for the first time. I listened to a bunch of uh, bootlegs from the Maroon Tour. In every concert, it was just a little bit different. Well, they were crazy. They, they are crazy about that kind of stuff. Yeah. Let's see. Over in the chat room, uh, let's They're see. They're still uh, talking Angry Birds. Walk Night, R- Not, Night RAF says, I think someone couldn't decide and said, let's just use them all. Yep. That's <laughs> so, pretty much what it was like. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Okay. So next up, uh, Kanye West and Kim Kardashian's five-acre mansion improvements. So never to be outdone. Kim and Kanye are expanding their already incomplete mansion once again. They're creating a home that will keep them from ever having to leave with a spa, a studio, a movie theater, a two-story playroom. And all I have to say is, do y'all need another live-in nanny? Because <laughs> I could use all of that. Um, That's- I just got a little dining room table in here. That's all you have about uh, Yeezy and Keezy? <laughs> that is all I've got. Is I'm offering my services. That's fair. To That's be fair. A nanny. Well, I was just wondering why they made the last minute addition to the master suite uh, that they mentioned in the article from TMZ here. Maybe his famous video that he came out with a couple of weeks ago, where he's in bed with all the different celebrities. Maybe that's a less satire and more reality. Oh, hey. Uh, you know, regardless, uh, Kim and Kanye should have plenty of room for activities in this new abode. Okay. Let's, Definitely. Let's and uh, go on. Bobby in the chat room mentions there's a great piano live album recorded at Universal Studios. Hard Rock Live. I have it, Bobby. I, they actually played there twice. I have both. <laughs> so, okay. So, so what's in the box? Uh, you're about to find out. We've each selected a special story to discuss. Let's pop open the Universe Box. <laughs> Okay, so my story this today for the Universe Box is Tom Hanks crashes wedding pictures. There is nothing more awesome than your wedding day, unless Tom Hanks makes a special appearance. While posing for their wedding pictures in Central Park, a couple was interrupted by Tom Hanks out for a jog. The movie star stopped to take a few pictures, including a selfie. Uh, yeah, that's going to be a story for the grandkids. <laughs> oh, definitely. Uh, it's he, The man does not look like he was jogging, by the way. There's, like, not a drop of sweat Well, he's wearing, like, gym shorts. Well, he is. I, I know that, but he still looks like... Shouldn't he have, like, this sweat line right here? But maybe... I don't Tom know. Hanks doesn't doesn't sweat. <laughs> Ever. Probably not. No. Ever. I, uh, let's see. Uh, back to Kanye's house real quick. Joel Van Rockenberg Van in the chat room says, you guys should just move to the new wing and do the studio shows from the spa. Absolutely. I'm in. Definitely. Me too. Me too. Mm. Okay. So for my universe box, by the way, I, I love the Tom Hanks story. That's just a fun, cute story. It's a fun, cute story. Yours is significantly more big. Yeah. It's a uh, kind of huge for humanity and whatnot. Really? Uh, okay. Yeah. So... SpaceX today uh, announced their interplanetary uh, spaceship or uh, interplanetary transport system. Uh, and this is for real, folks. Uh, today, Elon Musk of SpaceX announced the private space firm's plans to colonize Mars. Excellent. Seriously. 
in the near future, you you should be able to buy a ticket to Mars for as little as uh, $100,000. That says a million. Uh, no, it's $100,000. <laughs> uh, he plans to bring the cost uh, per person down from like a billion per person to $100,000 by building reusable rocket parts, like different elements of the rocket will be able... Because he, he brought the example that, you know, a, a plane if it was used once, would cost a million dollars for a trip. Mm -hmm. So we you, we have to find ways to sort of reuse the parts of the spaceship or most of the spaceship to make it more costly and more feasible. Uh, he's also considering a Kickstarter to help fund it, he mentioned uh, in the press conference today, nice. which I thought was interesting. I mean, he has a ton of money already. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure the government's going to kick in a little bit too. Mm -hmm. uh, but while a human, uh, the, the trip is going to take uh, from Earth to Mars, they estimate it's going to take between 80 and 150 days. Wow, that's that's a short... Uh... Well, he, he did say that uh, the planes would be designed so there would be stuff to do, so it would be a fun time. It wouldn't be like all crowded and cramped and, you know, oh, you're in please. a little Oh, please, it's going to be like <laughs> reading your book. No, he's going to have be games no Wi -Fi. and plenty of room for activities. Uh, but while a human colony on Mars might still be 40 years off, he hopes to send his first uh, manned rocket uh, to the Red Planet as early as 2018. Well, Whoa. maybe uh, maybe not manned, but I, I think a at rocket. least a, a rocket by 2018. So That's crazy. Uh, what, what do you think about this, Amory? Pretty cool, right? I think cool, it's right? fun. I, um, and no one, was no one was expecting this today at all either. Oh, really? There was like no build There was up? no pre-announcement. It, it was all just, uh, all of a sudden, look, uh, Elon Musk is going to Mars. That's cool. Definitely. Okay, so we like to let you know any special holidays that are coming up. And tomorrow, this is going to be a fun one. Okay, so it's tourism day. So go do something touristy in your hometown. Mm -hmm. It's really easy for us people in Orlando because everything's touristy. <laughs> um, it is also drink a beer day. Nice. So do that and then follow it up with... Ask a stupid question day. Okay, so go to Germany, drink a beer, and ask, where's the bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> no, Done. I want everybody who listens to send us a stupid question for Ask a Stupid Question Day. I like that. Prove I to like me that, that, that we'll you read made it, it on Thursday. We'll read it we'll on read Thursday. Them on Thursday. Sure. Send me a stupid question. Nice. Yes. I very much like this That's idea. your homework, Angel. Definitely. Uh, <laughs> speaking of Angel over in the chat room, Angel says, what a time to be alive. Space travel is always interesting news. And Dude, it looks sorry. like... I, I, I've always been kind of sad that uh, NASA kind of got has been getting out of the space travel business in mm -hmm. a lot of ways, uh, but it's nice to see private companies sort of picking it back up. Uh, Night RAF also says the rocket equation is a cruel master. I'll believe spacious, comfortable interplanetary travel when somebody actually builds it. That's true. So uh, watch the video though. They do have kind of. It seems like they have some plans going on. Okay. Okay. Uh, now, normally at this point, uh, we do a segment called Suggestibles, which I'll go ahead and play the thing for and normally it's me and Amory each suggesting something we think you might think would be cool but we both had the same thing this week so we're going to be actually reviewing a, one of the new series this year the, the good, good place i know Amory, what's this series about okay after she is struck and killed by a tractor trailer carrying a billboard for erectile dysfunction products a woman named eleanor wakes up to discover that she has entered the afterlife but when she is told by her mentor michael that she <clears> is in 
The Good Place. The Good Place. Because of her good deeds by helping innocent people get off death row, she realizes the mistake has been made as people think she is someone else with the same name. Mm. And yeah, this stars uh, Kristen Bell. Kristen Bell, Ted Danson, and some guy who looks really familiar and I can't place him. Fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> but uh, and Marie, what, what did you think about The Good Place? Okay, I big puffy heart this show because I love Kristen mm. Bell. I love Ted, Ted Danson. Like, I still see him as like Cheers. <clears throat> Really? And it's, well, my parents really like Cheers, so I saw it. Well, I, I see him as a combination of his character on Curb Your Enthusiasm, which is Ted Danson, yeah. and Bored to Death, which is kind of like Ted I Danson. don't know either of those, yeah. but I also know him from CSI, and he was on something else. Like, it's, mm-hmm. he's just always there. CSI Cyber, right? No, CSI Regular. Okay. Um, But I didn't know how I felt about them being on the show together. I remember like seeing the previews and the trailers and going, eh, Mm-hmm. So, but they are hilarious together. Kristen Bell is Eleanor is exactly how I feel like my experience in the good place would be. Eat some froyo, cause some havoc, and try to get some flying lessons in. It's perfect. Ted Danson, on the other hand, is the perfect wacky cruise director, basically. So, thumbs up. Yeah, it's definitely a good show. I and we we watched it over the course of a, a couple nights, and uh, I, I've actually seen a bit more of it than you have. Uh, I saw quite a bit while trying to find. So a sorry if today. there's any spoilers here. Uh, let, okay. Let's see. Uh, Night RAF says uh, so. The afterlife is as bad as track at tracking people as the no fly list. <laughs> Interesting. Yep. Very true. I and that's kind of the premise. Yep. And, and it gets more so as it goes on without getting too spoilery. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, it's a really funny show with a great premise. We really haven't seen uh, a good show based around the concept of heaven since the Gary Coleman show. If you ever watched that cartoon back in the 70s where Gary Coleman played an angel. Uh, if you're not familiar with it, no. that's probably for the best. Okay. Uh, but, you know, I can't think of one that was actually set in the good place though oh really yeah i can't think of one that's been set in heaven there was like highway to heaven there was touched by an angel there was the gary coleman show i can't think of any that were actually set in heaven like for the entire series you know i can't either but you know ted dancing in the series is great of course Kristen bell is a little raunchier than i like her uh from veronica mars and all that but she's still shaking that frozen stink off of her so you can kind of understand you haven't seen bad moms well i think that's part of it i think that's part of the make Kristen Bell well, less she, Anna <laughs> sort of Yes push. and no. I mean, she's married to Dex Shepard. Like, yeah, that's very <laughs> true. Which, by the way, I used to serve him coffee at a Starbucks in Santa Monica. Nice. True story. Uh, the real standout to me, though, in the series is Darcy Carden as Janet, the automated helper that anybody can summon to do their bidding. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's kind of like a and walking... And no one can access her history. She, she's like a walking Wikipedia or Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy or something like that. Or Siri. Or Siri, yeah, definitely. Uh, her bits in episode three where she takes uh, Danson's instructions a little too literally are particularly funny because they showcase her, com- her comedic range. She she plays like six different versions of the character throughout the episode. Yeah. Um, I also have noticed that over the past few years, I am watching very few straight comedy shows. I feel like when I was like in high school, there was a lot of comedy shows that I watch all the time. Now mm-hmm. I'm not watching any of those. Hopefully The Good Place will have some staying power since it's starting off so strong. But really, how long can they keep up the ruse that Eleanor doesn't belong there? Yeah, yeah. I'm just I'm just saying. Yeah, I, I'm sure it'll shift uh, may, maybe after season one. Uh, yeah. Maybe it'll shift to something else. 
Uh, but it'll be see, the bad place. Yeah, possibly. Uh, over in the chat room, uh, Joel Van Rockenberg says lo- he loves Cheers. Currently on the se- fourth season on Netflix, and uh, then also bored to death. Needed more episodes. Uh, and uh, then Monica mentions Thirteenth Floor. Uh, but that doesn't take place in the good place either. It might be a while since I've seen 13th Floor, but I don't remember there being like a heaven aspect to it. I remember it being kind of like a poor man's matrix. Okay, but as we do on our other fan cast, or our our fan fan cast, cast, Arbitrary Scale Amarine, out of 15 puppies kicked into the sun, which is something that actually happens on the show. Uh, How many puppies kicked into the sun do you give this uh, show? I'm going to give it 12 for now. Um, Uh Like I said, I still have some reservations about how we're going to keep this up. Um, But I love Kristen Bell, so I probably will just keep watching and watching forever. Yeah, and I I mean, even just the promotional poster with her and Mm -hmm. Ted Danson sitting on the yellow couch. That matches our logo perfectly. Which was just fantastic. But uh, What the fork? I I mean, I just really like, oh, and all the fork (laughs) stuff, for sure. So many forks. Uh, But I'm going to give it 14 puppies kicked into the sun, because I think it has a really strong start. Mm -hmm. I I think they have enough to at least get a really good first season out. Let's see what they do with the second season, of Mm -hmm. course. But it has a really strong, rich mythology to it, too. Yeah. Which is good this early in a series, right? Uh, for sure. Well, if you guys have seen The Good Place and you want to let us know what you think about it, or you want to let us know what you think about any of the stories we've talked any about, any or you have a story you want us to talk about, mm-hmm. uh, you can do that, and we'll read about read your entry <laughs> in Blatherskite. And as usual, you don't have any blather skypes yet. Okay, so you all have a bunch of homework this week. Yeah, your homework is to send in some blather skypes for Thursday's show. You need what? a stupid question. A stupid question. You need to review us on iTunes. And you need to re- and tell read me it how on the many show. puppies were kicked into the sun on the good place. Yeah, tell us what you thought about the good place. You can email us contact at universebox.com, tweet us at universe underscore box. Facebook is facebook.com slash groups slash universe box show. And the voice Email number is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. And again, you know, if you don't write in, and you, but you still feel like interacting with us while we're recording the show, we record Tuesdays and Thursdays, 10 p.m. EST at live.universebox.com with all of our lovely chatters. Let's say hi to, to them again. Angel and Bobby and Knight RAF, Michael Lucera, Monica, and Ben Rockenberg. Because we like saying... Ben Rockenberg. Ben Rockenberg, uh, for sure. Okay, we do have some takeaways here. Minecraft is rivaling Disney for taking over our lives. Pretty soon we might be able to do Universe Box in space. Sherlock is greater than strange. Fact. And hopefully somebody bootlegged this episode. Okay, so Amory, where can people find you online? You can find me on Twitter at amdsimone or check out my blog, crunchycrafty.com. As for me, you can follow me on Twitter, at Bill Meeks. You can follow all of the shows we do, including this one, at universebox.com. And you know what? Uh, we're right in the heat of uh, Gotham Season 3. If you want to check out our Gotham show, legendsofgotham.com. Now, I guess that about does it. So, you know, until next time, remember, remember to, to think, think outside. outside.